You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, release date the 5th of September, 2021. Another clone? No, no, not you! Our renegade Time Lord's been let loose with a cloning machine. I hate to say it, Miss Daxel, but your planet is in grave danger. Benji! Well, I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and welcome to the Numbers Podcast. Yes, that's right, this week's podcast is possibly the most eccentric sequence of counting that you'll find anywhere in human history. Uh, I'll start, shall I? Uh, Where's my bit of... uh, Ah, yes. Um, At six, eleven, five... Yes, we knew it was going to be called 611 last week uh, yes. because we're featuring the sixth Doctor's battle with the identity challenge Time Lord the Eleven. Mm. But then I realised we've got the latest fifth Doctor adventures coming out, The Lost Resort and others. That's why I put the five in. Look, can you believe the blooming hyphenation's on and it was not on when I sent this file. You see, I turned it off. You see, I, t- I turned it off what? the second I received it. I've learned. I've learned the hard way. I've learned the hard way. <sighs> but you know that? what? You don't have to learn the hard way. It's so simple. This week we'll be going on the behind the scenes with the Eleven, guest starring Mark Bonnar as the Eleven, if you, you know, didn't know already. And of course, Colin Baker starring as the Doctor. Hmm. Uh, we'll be hearing from both of them <laughs> and many others in a featurette later in the podcast. I consider myself a vast improvement on what came before. Naturally, all your regular podcast features will be here. Uh, Very Mm. soon, we'll be reviewing the latest reviews. This week, it's The Fifth Doctor, The Blazing Hour. And there'll also be listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And of course, the Ranny 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 Selectatron, the Randomoid Selectatron, will be again with us, offering a genuinely random selection of a random Big Finish releases, a random for which we give you a random 25% discount. It wants me to be afraid. It's like a hand stroking my spine. Randomly. And finally, <laughs> we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease from the Fifth Doctor adventure, The Lost Resort by A.K. Benedict, and starring, of course, Peter Davison. What it is to be loved. They don't mean it, Doctor. I don't know why I got all sort of... Uh, Gregorian chant about Peter's name there. I don't know. Just just felt it was necessary. You know, I think he'd agree. I think he'd he'd, he'd like that every time his name was uttered. That he had a sort of chorus of Gregorian chanters. You know. Yeah. So I'd like it. Yeah, I think that would be good. Let's do that. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Quite frankly. Well, it's uh, it's the end of summer. Yes. Yes. Uh, and funny enough, just as I read that, the it end rained. of summer thing. <laughs> no, the sun has come out. Have you noticed my picture's got a lot brighter? The sun has really just come out here for the first time in days because it's been so cloudy here in most of the UK, hasn't it, the last week? It's been very grisly. It's been the type of weather that I don't like because when I don't mind if it's really dark. I don't mind if it's really sunny. But when it's in the middle, I find it so difficult to, to get inspired and create mm. because it's so bland. It also gives me headaches. I don't know why. I find it something in the air, if you don't mind me saying so, Phil. Um, Phil Collins. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how do you feel? Are you a, are you a, a summer guy, an autumn guy, a winter guy? 
I don't know what's the matter with me. I mean, I'm just miserable all the time, you know. Uh, no, um, I mean, there is that seasonally adjusted disorder or something, sad. Sad, and sad I do, yes, yeah, sad. And I do find it difficult when it is very dark and, and miserable, although I quite like the sort of impetus you get from it being cold and kind of ooh, getting wrapped up warm. Uh, an actor who I'd love to mention, but it's <laughs> top secret, uh, I'm recording with next week, you know, he was... T- <gasps> I've said it's a he. he. He was telling me that he's freezing at the moment. He said he's had to put his central heating on. He's very. It's Pingu, isn't it? It's Pingu in, the, <laughs> in an right. igloo. Pingu of the Daleks. I've got uh, a friend who um who, who was trying to to save some money, and so instead of putting the the, the heating on. He just turned on all of the um, all the hobs on the cooker, <laughs> so I don't know how if that saves money or not. I feel that like that no. might just cost you more. I, um, I think it would. Yeah, but it was funny. He sits in a coat and just sits by the cooker. Very strange. Falls asleep uh, and the house burns down. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not yeah, funny. Quite. No, I, I know what you mean. I like the I like that feeling of. Um, it's one of my favourite things. Is when you, it's a lovely cold sort of autumn winter's evening. And uh, if you dive into a pub or you go to a restaurant, it's lovely and cosy inside. Then when you come, come right. out and it's cold, you put your coats on and it's yes. like that fear that your scarf goes on your hat and it's like, oh, yes. Well, you're living it there, aren't you? I was, yes, I was. Uh, just for that moment, living. You, you smell that lovely bonfire smell, which, oh. is only, which is only nice in autumn or winter. If it's in summer, then there's a sadist around because I just can't imagine how anybody would have a bonfire in the summer. Sorry, oh, bonfire. Yeah. Summer's going. And then you Pretty- realise it's your shed burning. Yeah, yeah, and it's Peter Day. Davison doing it uh, in, in the blazing hour which is why it's called the blazing hour because it's yeah, my shed blazing yeah to, very to, nice to, and to doing dust. a Gregorian chant while he's having a dance he's trying to strike the matches <laughs> this new fantasy ad- activity for Peter Davison yes it's our new <laughs> series seem to, be, seem to be suggesting he's some kind of pyromaniac now I, th- I think <laughs> he's an is, arsonist this is getting into really legally different difficult <laughs> ground it? I, it would help if I could find the right vocabulary as well uh, that's half my problem really finding the right vocabulary thank goodness yeah, for, for spell checking and yeah, you've uh, got to update your vocabulary banks my yeah. vocabulary me, vo- uh, me volvo uh, yeah so that's that's the weather uh, uh, now over to <laughs> Thanks, you Michael. <laughs> thank you uh, well of course it's uh, it's time for our latest <clears throat> reviews And this week, as promised, it's Doctor Who, The Blazing Hour. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Blazing Hour. Well, it's 10.25. Let's get this experiment underway. This planet is called Testament, the powerhouse of the human empire. You indigenous are always frightened of risk. But if you don't take the risks, you won't get the rewards. Safety is our top priority. He's frozen in the wall. That's a living person. I have to tell you, because I'm frightened. I think this energy boost is going to cause the most appalling explosion anyone has ever seen. But if anything went wrong with the technology... I really think we've had enough of your negative attitude. Don't be too hard on him. He's from off-world. I mean, look around. Does this seem to you like a safe form of technology? Testament is a completely safe source of energy. I won't be listening to any more of your opinions. You're a saboteur. All you deserve is summary execution. What we do here isn't about heat or fission. It involves the manipulation of time. Bending time. That's the secret of Testament technology, like the Leveson jar. What do you know about time? 
Time was supposed to make me rich. The effect will tear the time stream of the atom apart. You won't be able to control it. You'll get an infinite replication. That atom repeated in every moment of its history. This will mean the end for everyone. You're running light bulbs off the forces of the space-time continuum. You're sailing into a storm and your boat isn't built strongly enough to stand it. The roof ripped open and the sky full of fire. Testament consumed in a blazing hour. Get it under control, Mrs. Ellison. I can't! The explosion is coming now, and nothing can stop it! Big finish. We love stories. No! Go away! Get away from me! Doctor! Just go to bigfinish.com and type blazing hour into the search pane at the top and that should get you into the right gear so Mm. first up from the big blue (laughs) podcast.co.uk i just realized that that right gear joke is a joke from last week (laughs) about (laughs) about torchwood drive what should i forgot to replace it so okay type blazing hour then what could we say and then that could light your fire Brilliant. Type in the search bar at the top. Okay, yeah. should I just do it again? Should uh, I just no, say no, it now? I, Why I not? Think, yeah, no, yeah just that'll say light it, yeah. your fire. You know that'll that'll <laughs> yeah that'll that'll light your cooker rings. This is so slick, slick. It's such slick. a you know this is this is the kind of sophistication that you get from Big Finish podcast. Yeah, it's HQ. like the best podcast ever. It's like it, but isn't. It's like it's like if you could see the podcast, you'd see people around us putting the setup as we're doing it. They'd be <laughs> wallpapering the walls. They'll never like, notice. They'll never notice. More likely taking it down, I would say. <laughs> yes, well, quite. Uh, this one's from Jordan Shortman, blueboxpodcast.co.uk. It says, Kettle's script and the tremendous performances from the main and guest cast, resulting in a story that's engaging and elegant, and takes the base under siege trope Ooh. and does something brand new with it. That's nice. That's good. Good review there for James Kettle, who's writing some lovely stuff for us. Uh, this one is from indiemacuser.co.uk from Jacob Licklider, who says it's an excellent story to lead to the end of the monthly range next month and allows Peter Davison one last chance to give that powerhouse performance that he is known for giving. Ken Bentley pulls together James Kettle's script and the entire story is built around a central theme. Well, obviously, nine out of ten. That's a that's a nice review. And of course, Peter Davison is, uh, you know, um, going to be doing uh, another one that's coming out this week, the the Lost Resort. So oh, we're spoiled, aren't we? There's plenty of powerhouse performances from Peter Davison to come. It's not like the end of the that monthly. Could be his range new name, couldn't that. it? Powerhouse Peter. Yeah. Peter Powerhouse Davison, <laughs> the pyromaniac. No, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. So I'll just have a quick word with the lawyers. What are you getting mean? into? It? Well, uh, one call. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. You're being replaced by a robot um, called <laughs> Brown. I am the new Nick Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick 2.0. Uh, well, of course, we've got Peter Powerhouse Davison in one corner, and on the other, we have here David, son of Hulk. Hogan and HoganReviews.co.uk see what uh, I did there. Uh, the Blazing Hour is a good two hours with drama unfolding across the story and some good cliffhangers slash false hope moments oh. that get shot down by greed or insanity or both. <gasps> a fine end to the solo main rage stories. Four out of five. Oh wow greed or insanity you decide on twitter at carl will four two six long number uh, finally got round to putting the kettle on i uh, see what he did there with james kettle said the last solo doctor who mr that's monthly range i imagine uh, story from at big finish like the first 
pairs Fifth Doctor and Turlo in Blazing Hour by James Kettle. Like the first. Uh, continuing a strong run leading out of the MR uh, with... Uh, is that a medical thing, MR? MRI, isn't it? Uh, with the two rarely seen TARDIS team who have always been reliable. That's a nice review, isn't it? Uh, thank you very much, Turlo. You were reliable. It sounds like a kind of like checker trade review, doesn't it? Now, this TARDIS crew, they're reliable. They'll turn up at 8.30, go home at 4. Checkertrade.com. Um, talking of checker trade, London Concrete here, the concreters, have uh, just a simple review here, straight to the point. Just says, the blazing hour is just great at Big Finish. I like that. There's no... There's no, no no need to say anything else. It's just great. I like that. That you concrete know. has set beautifully. Oh, he's on fire. It's hey, blazing out. It's, it's old Peter Davison and his matches again. Uh, at Tom Housen, <laughs> one two. Oh, stop saying it, Briggs. Uh, one two one eight. Tom Housen says the blazing hour from At Big Finish by at James Kettle is an absolute thriller revolving around the theme of greed. A marvelous penultimate story for the monthly range. As always, this is brought to life by Soup Curb Cast. Sue Curb, who is in this, she's fantastic in this uh, one. Superb Cast with the outstanding <laughs> Reiki Aeola, who is brilliant actually. She's an amazing actor. Well, that's it for the reviews this week. Anyway, more next time when we take a look at the fourth Doctor Adventures, yes. The Tribulations of Thaddeus Nook, <laughs> starring Tom Baker. Oh, it's a corker. I feel like that was written just so we could hear Tom Baker say Thaddeus Nook. Thaddeus Nook. Yeah, I bet that's Andrew Smith wrote it, so obviously. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. Coming up soon, it'll be listeners' emails, but first we go behind the scenes with the sixth Doctor, the Eleven. I'm Mark Bonner, and I am playing the Eleven. There she is, <gasps> my beloved. A- another clone? No, no, not you! Our renegade Time Lord's been let loose with a cloning machine. I hate to say it, Miss Daxel, but your planet is in grave danger. The Eleven is a Time Lord from Gallifrey. His unusual characteristic is that he retains all of his previous incarnations within himself, which are all bubbling underneath and at various points, usually inopportune points, spring forth and embarrass him or make life exceedingly difficult for him. He's been around for, I think, uh, about five years or so, um, thereabouts, I think we've been doing the 11. And he's popped up in all manner of places with um, now three doctors, I think, with Paul and Sylvester and now Colin. Uh, it's a great, um, a joy and a privilege to, well, to still be asked back. <laughs> Hello. I'm Lizzie Hopley. I'm a writer and actress, and I wrote One for All. It's so clever. It's a brilliant idea for a character. Absolutely brilliant idea for a Time Lord. It's genius. Genius. And the places you can go with it, fantastic. The fact that you could have characters with with less or with this, I mean, this regenerative dissonance. It is just such a genius idea, absolutely brilliant, because it, um, regeneration is so familiar to us and the different incarnations of the Doctor are so familiar to us. So to obviously have all of those in one personality is just a genius. Seems familiar, but it's brand new. So instantly it has that strength, as all genius ideas do. Hello, my name is David Richardson and I'm the producer of Doctor Who The Eleven. We also 
having this set. Lucy Gaskell as Miscavel. Now Lucy, as some people may know, is actually Mark's wife. I know when we were recording Doom Coalition back in the day, uh, Mark had mentioned that Lucy would be very interested in working for us and we were really interested in working with her. Um, what I didn't want to do is get Lucy in for a sort of one-off role that was, was a sort of support role in one story. I, I wanted us to create something really memorable for her. You know, just give her a part she deserved, really. And uh, as we sat down to plan this, the idea of having Lucy playing Miscavel, who's the Eleven's wife, um, not only has a, a wonderful parallel to real life, but it, it allows us to explore new avenues for the Eleven because previously he's never had that sort of relationship with another character over a long period of time with any scripts we've done. Um, and I'm always up for going in new directions. Hi, I'm Lucy Gaskell, and I am playing the character of Miska or Miscavel. Come on, my love, back to the lab. No more lab. Mm, but it's my turn, you promised. <sighs> You lose a few, I gain a few. This is an equal relationship. What? I've witnessed Mark um, making lots of interesting noises and different voices in the room beside me when he's been reading his scripts out loud. And I've been quite jealous, to be quite honest. So it was really nice to be asked to play a part that not only is in the same series as, as Mark, so yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have been asked to, to take part and join in and get a little taste of what Mark's been up to in the last few years. Hello, I am Miranda Raisin and I play Constance Clark. She and the Doctor are sort of, they're quite a good foil for each other because they're, 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 well, they're obviously not from a similar period. He's several hundred years older, I think. But, you know, they, they've got a sort of similar sensibility at the same time as being, you know, she, she finds him sort of, you know, chaotic, the whole thing of the kind of backwards and forwards in time and and sort of, well, let's see how it goes, is not how her sort of mathematical mind works. And yet they do sort of work quite well together. I'm Colin Baker. I play the sixth doctor. We're talking about the 11. Well, I've regenerated five times, haven't I? But each time into a new body. Well, you've mentioned that before, and I have pondered on it. What with everything else I've seen, I don't doubt your word, but... That sounds like a nightmare. Well, that depends. I consider myself a vast improvement on what came before. Well, we all know what year it is. Well, it's now 2021, of course. Uh, but for 20 and 21, uh, we've all been somewhat restricted in how we can bring Big Finish to you all. And uh, they've solved that brilliantly by allowing us all to create our little studios in our in our homes, our burrows, our nests in our treetops. And we have a microphone and uh, I have a little pole with a, on the top of it is my iPad with the script in it. And I got a little wraparound thing made of pointy rubber that serves as baffles for the sound. So I'm pressed in here uh, in my office with a thing connected to my internet. So I'm recording everything that I say here on my computer and I send it to Big Finish and what we're doing is also going down via the internet to the great Big Finish studio in the sky and they're recording it as well so we've got backups and we do a couple of takes of every scene and we can't see each other but we can hear each other and the end result is turning out to be 
rather good and I don't have to go anywhere. Well, just go in and type, uh, go to bigfinish.com and type in 11 to find all manner of adventures featuring this fascinating Time Lord villain. Mm -hmm. So, Nick, uh, as if I didn't know, uh, what's it time for now? Well, uh, Benji, let me just uh, look it up. (gasps) Oh, yes, it's listeners' emails. Here we go. Well, it's so simple. If you want to email us, the doors are open. The letterboxes are lettering. All you have to do is send your letters to podcast at bigfinish.com. I wonder what would happen if you sent a letter, like a postal letter with just an email address written on it. Yeah. Where? What would they... I mean, I assume they wouldn't send it, but if you no. stamped it, do you reckon it would go and they think, oh, yeah, we better... I better type that up, you know. Try it, try it. Should I try it? Yeah. That could be quite funny. Put a first-class stamp on it. Send it special delivery. Oh, no, because then the people at the post office will say, well, this this isn't going to fly, is it? <laughs> well, maybe it will. I mean, we don't know how emails work when they get inside the machine. There could be a whole fleet of little postmen off doing the job. Who knows? But the most important thing is you can talk to us. Send an email to podcastbigfinish.com. That's mm. exactly what Isaac Stewart did here uh, oh. with the subject of this one, The Third Doctor Adventures. Ah. Um, after listening to last week's podcast, All Around the Third Doctor, with my favourite doctor, uh, I thought that I'd send this email in via well the post. No, not via the post, just sending the email in. I just want to say how much I love Big Finish, especially The Third Doctor Adventures, as I've finished listening to Primord, and I'm going to start listening to The Scream of oh. Ghosts tomorrow. <laughs> Are there any plans for a third Doctor and Auton story for Big Finish? Uh, no, there aren't at the moment, but ooh, now you've tickled me fancy. Yes, well, quite. I like it. Uh, next up, this one from Justin Bush, uh, also known as uh, Justin B. Quinnick. Yeah, you know. Third Doctor goodness. Hi, Nick and Benji. Actually, he doesn't say that. He says, Nick and Benji, hi there. Hi there. Hi there. He's, doing, he's doing the <laughs> survivor's hi there joke. Love well it. Hi there. Hi, hi there. Uh, uh, I'm, we're not going to explain that in inverted commas joke. You'll just have to go back and listen to other, po- other podcasts. Um, the Third there. Doctor themed podcast was a treat. Oh, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. It was great to revisit all of those behind the scenes clips. The Third Doctor's era is my favourite comfort era and thus the third doctor adventures have brought me so much joy since there's so much love poured into their production i can only agree with you we pour so much love in the story choices the music and sound design all just so wonderful there we are a bit of praise for benji and me there he did some sound design last time oh yes katie's an absolute treasure absolutely you know every time i'm working on these in the post-production i i end up sending katie a text going you are so marvelous katie i'm so pleased you're doing these she's so enthusiastic isn't she as well she loves what she does and she's so much fun and you just say that you can tell that she's loving doing it it's wonderful yeah she's got a big heart adorable uh yeah absolute treasure and tim john sadie and daisy are all wildly good they are bringing such refreshing yet authentic energy so big thanks to all who've contributed to the range being such an enjoyable success that being said all the third doctor love got me thinking would you ever consider adapting the final game as a lost story do you know what the final game is 
I don't know what the final oh, game is. Well, it's it's meant to be a story written by Robert Sloman, which was going to be in the uh, Planet of the Spiders Ooh. slot, which would have explained the Master and the Doctor's relationship and would have been a final oh, that, showdown. Yes, I do know about this, and that they yeah. were brothers or something. It was something Possibly, along those lines, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember but this. But of course, sadly, Roger Delgado died in a terrible yeah. accident while filming in Turkey, so uh, that wasn't to take place. Um, I don't know how much, I mean, you'll all be able to tell me more because I'm not very good on these things, how much of the script was ever written. I know there's a fan audio uh, version of it, but listening to a bit of it, I can't believe that's the actual script. It doesn't sound like it. It's also got narration and each episode is uh, something over an hour long. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that was, that amused me. Anyway, It could be a seven-parter. It wouldn't have been, but it could be. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pauses. Solutions. There's a lot of pauses and music cues that go on and, and narration by, by someone sounding like they're meant to be doing Richard Burton, which seems very odd. I don't know why Richard Burton's narrating a third Doctor story, but it was very good voice. Anyway, uh, sorry, just recovering from that slightly patronising criticism from me. Uh, yeah, have we ever considered doing the final game as a lost story? I feel like with the experimental exploratory nature of the season 12 reinventions, Big Finish are doing, a precedent has been set. I don't think so, Justin. Uh, the third Doctor Adventures cast has such irresistible chemistry coupled with whatever creative team you'd put to the job. Well, me, I think. I really think it could be a belter. Honestly, any more Pertwee era lost stories would be delightful. Well, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm open to that idea. I'll try and look into it, see what sort of script remains. I mean, the trouble is it may contradict subsequent continuity about the master. Anyway, sincerely, your friend, Justin Bush, at Justin B. Quinnick. <laughs> Don't know why there was that pause there. Be good. Uh, finally, then, we've got one here from Elaine Freeman. Subject to this one, Lisa Greenwood. Dear Nick and Benji, it's been heard through the grapevine that Lisa Greenwood had fallen ill over the past year and has been unable to record, which is why we haven't gotten any new six constants and flip stories. I was saddened to hear this because she seems like such a lovely, bubbly person. Well, she absolutely is. I love her so much. She is just fantastic. So many uh, good times and, and good tales to tell. Uh, with Lisa just I've not got a bad word to say about her she's just fab Um, is there any news that you can tell us about how she's doing I understand if you're unable given privacy issues and all either way please let her know that there are people out in the world pulling for her and hoping that she gets better soon Elaine Freeman Scotch Plains New Jersey well, Nick, you've got something. Yeah, on this yeah. One, well, I you? sent I sent your email, Elaine, to Lisa. I said uh, I said hi, Lisa. Just checking in to see how you're doing, uh, and send love. You know, we do have a few chats on WhatsApp. Also, we got an email for today's podcast, and I sent the email and I said, uh, no pressure, but is there anything you'd like to say in response that I could read out? And she wrote back and said, Hey, Nick, could you say thank you for the kind message? I've been appreciative of how supportive everyone is, especially from the Doctor Who community. I appreciate their prayers and the positive words. This really is the most challenging part of my life, but I'm hoping to grow from this. Recovery seems to be a slow process. She's got long COVID, folks. I I don't know whether you knew that. Uh, But slowly I'm gaining little steps forward. I've come a long way from where I was at the beginning. I was left unable to move talk very long or walk for around three months after covid so my body has a lot of rebuilding to do nick 
you will be happy to know my ability to talk is back. And she's done a laughter emoji, <laughs> crying with laughter. So maybe next year I can wind up in the studio. Uh, a friend said to me, if there is one thing you do in the day, fight to be seen by the doctors. So that's what I've been doing. You shouldn't have to fight to be seen, but sadly I've realised this is the case. I'm in the right place now with specialists and results and diagnosis are slowly filtering through, which I hope will take me to the next level of recovery. I would say this experience has opened my eyes to how far and how much more we need to do to cater for people with disabilities. How when the sick need help, they have to fight to be seen. It does not sit right with me. I have been given first-hand experience with this and I hope that when I am strong enough, I will be a voice for change, positivity and inclusiveness. To cut a long story short, Boris will be hearing from me. Well, she's oh. going to write to the Prime Minister. Again, thank you for the kind wishes. Please keep praying for me, everyone. I believe in prayer and would appreciate if you could find the time to send a prayer up to the stars for me. Lots of love. Kiss, kiss, that's five kisses. There we are. I, I double checked with Lisa if that was okay to read out, and she said yes. She oh, says, I'm going to get through it. Just a bad chapter of her life. Big love you two out there, Lisa. Yeah. Uh, sending all of the vibes your way, first class, with two first class stamps on there, so they will get there. Yes. Uh, huge love to you. She says she's looking forward to the next chapter of her life. Chapter two. Really miss her, really miss her. Absolutely. Well, I just, you know, she's one of those people, she really lights up the room, like when you're at, when you're at an event and you see her, you know she's there, she's just so much fun, she has an aura of just happiness around her, and yeah, so I look forward to, to having her back in the studio and seeing her at different events, and all. it'll be lovely, it'll be absolutely yeah. lovely. Well, on that positive note about the lovely Lisa Greenwood, uh, that's it for this week, more emails next time. Well, just a reminder that we'll be dramatising you with the fifth Doctor adventure, The Lost Resort, at the end of this podcast. But first, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Here we go, the wheel has spun and okay. Rand has spoken. It's 235 Doctor Who Ghost Walk, which I worked on, which is oh. always fun. Yeah, I did Ghost the um, I did the music for this one. Uh, who wrote that? Was that uh, James Goss? James, James Goss, Goss directed I by so. Barnaby Edwards. Yeah, I first remember. time working with Barney as well, which is nice. Uh, he's yeah. such a nice guy, and uh, so good as well. Such a fantastic director. Great fun. Great production. Really spooky. Let's hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who: Ghost Walk. Now, everyone. I would ask you to be brave. We're going to venture into the catacombs, sealed underneath the city since the 17th century. When the catacombs were uncovered, this chamber was found. It had been put to sinister purpose. We can only guess that something was worshipped down here, something evil. Who are you? Who are you? It wants me to be afraid. It's like a hand stroking my spine. Shut me off. Shut me off. 
You can sense the energy on me, can't you? Because I've traveled in time. Do you by any chance believe in ghosts? Big finish. We love stories. Fantastic reviews for this, and and you know that Barnaby's directed it because he's always very good at letting us have the reviews. <laughs> ten out of ten, Ghost Walk is as good as they're saying, and these two plays mark the most astonishing highs which the main range has reached in years, and that's not an exaggeration. Long may it continue. That was from Doctor Who Online. Fenella Woolgar gives an immense performance. That's from Doctor Who Reviews. Fenella Woolgar, just someone I just want to work with all the time. She's amazing. Dripping with horror and tension, cold, ghostly hands, strange noises, characters split up in the darkness. That's from the Digital Fix. Uh, Ghost Walk is an evocative story challenging some of the tropes of the show, but without fuss and in a production packed with superb actors. They are excellent direction from Barnaby Epps. That's from James Goss as well with a fab script as well. And this one has just got so many wonderful moments. Little tiny moments that just can be so creepy at the same time it's just it's a great story really recommend it and of course it's kind of in keeping isn't it really because this is a a kind of fifth doctor uh podcast yes fifth doctor story i don't know if we even mentioned that uh <laughs> peter, peter davison janet fielding uh sarah sutton and matthew waterhouse in this one good point so yeah the gang so I'm just going to, while uh, Benji explains to you how to get your 25% discount, I'm just going to write to to Jackie at Big Finish. Will do. Uh, well, tell her about not? Ran. Well, all you have to do is head onto bigfinish.com, go across the menu to podcasts. When you click on podcasts, it will bring you to the podcast page. On the podcast page, you click read more under the latest podcast. That will bring you to the latest podcast, this one in particular, or if you, you... Well, it will, it will. Unless you're... Of course, if you're listening to this from the future, then it might be a different one, I don't know. But anyway, uh, say there, just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. That's B-U-C-K-U-P, all capitals, no spaces, no punctuation. Buck up, enter it in, you'll get 25% off. Can't emphasise this enough, it's a fantastic way to build up your collection, grab yourself a big finished story that you might not have heard before and just dive into something. It's the perfect time. Winter is coming. The autumn is is closing in. What better way to kick it off than a ghost story? Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, Ran. Next week's podcast is entitled 11th Doctor Curios because it features our glorious second volume of 11th Doctor uh, Chronicles starring Jacob Dudman as the 11th Doctor. And if you're a bit uh, trepidatious about 11th Doctor Adventures Without Matt Smith, have a listen to our drama tease next week. Jake sounds uncannily like Matt. Now, of course, we'd like to work with Matt. I really like Matt, and I think he's brilliant, brilliant doctor, and always got on well with him when we worked together on the TV show. But, you know, his career has moved on. He's very busy. One day, let's hope, he'll decide to come on board. We've asked, but he's so far said no, but definitely not a no, never no, just a kind of (gasps) doing other things kind of no. But in the meantime, we have stories to tell. And Jacob Dudman is a truly remarkable actor, up and coming in his own right, actually. You must have seen him in all sorts of things by now. He's just doing so well. Uh, and he brings so much to the role, and we thank him from the bottom of our hearts. The Curios bit of the title refers to a truly chilling Torchwood adventure by James Goss and starring Murray Melvin as the utterly terrifying Billis Manger. Yeah. Oh. But here's the trailer for that. From Big Finish Productions. Torchwood. Curios. Officer Anderson reporting for duty, sir. A Billis Major. And no one reports to me. Oh, I thought... Yes? 
Aren't you in charge? Do I need to be? What are you supposed to be doing? Uh, to assemble an inventory of the Torchwood Archive, as opposed to the objects from the Portrait Gallery in the National Museum. Very good. Uh, there's a desk over there, and quite a mess to sort through. Your predecessors, <laughs> they didn't last. By the way, you're not afraid of the dark, are you? Tell me what you are. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you want. I can feel its breath on me. Or it's just the breeze. Turn around to see if it's real. I can't. There are times, Miss Anderson, when we must look our monsters in the eye. Big finish. We love stories. Monsters never go away. Torchwood Curios out next week. Oh, just go straight to bigfinish.com and type Curios to order it now. In the meantime, thanks for listening to this Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Join us next time as we slip into our tweed jackets and bow ties because bow ties are cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> but goodbye. 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 Bye. I can't tie them, though, can you? I've, I, I've got one of those, my bow ties, the, the classic clippy one. Well, same here. I mean, to be honest, let's, let's be brutally honest here. The only reason you want to tie a bow tie so you can untie it at the end of a, a hard day, so you yeah. look like you've had a hard day. You know, otherwise, just pull it and it just comes undone. Yeah, you know, sit back in the chair, you know, maybe put on a bit of smooth jazz and talk about the one that got away or the case <laughs> that you can't solve. But apart from that, just buy a clip-on tie. It's easier, isn't it? It's not so cool taking it off, though. You're right, yeah. Time now for Doctor Who, The Lost Resort by A.K. Benedict and starring, yes, Peter Davison. The Doctor. Told you he'd come back. You don't sound particularly happy about it. I thought you'd be over the moon. We could have been happy here. Really? Could have filled me. We'll be off again. Danger. Running. Things unsaid. Always. Hello, Nissa. Tegan. Uh, Mark. I suppose we should talk. We were going to talk. That we need to talk. 
Ah, yes, and we will. When the time's right. Oh. I'm going to my room. See what you've done? The rotor's moving easier now. Yes, still not right, though. Uh, move to your left, would you, Tiggin? And you, Nissa? I'm sorry. Are we in your way? Can't reach the... We'll just stand against the wall, shall we, staring at that big pink stick of Blackpool rock while we fall apart. Tegan, he said we'd talk when the time was right. We have to trust him. Even you don't sound convinced. Gallifrey Rock. What? The time column is from Gallifrey, as am I, which is why I'm taking us there. If we're going to talk, let's do it properly. In a council room with an arbitrator. I suppose that could work. I told you. Ah. Now what? Ah. Would you stop saying that? We're not on Gallifrey, are we? Not a wing-backed collar in sight. Trust the doctor, eh, Nissa? Never again. Come and sit on our bed, Ether love. You wear out the lino. It keeps going round in my head. If I'm dead, who's going to look after you? No one in the hospital is equipped. Maybe it's time you stopped thinking about me first. I can't. I made you a promise. We both did. But there was an important caveat. That's my point. If I die, death will us part. And I can't have that. Not after all we've been through. We have to accept it. We could die together. In each other's arms. Oh, I'm so tired. This is no life. Maybe it's for the best. Sometimes, goodbye is the most loving act. No! I won't accept that! Is there a problem? Nothing to worry about, Fabrico. We're just talking. I suggest a turn outside the sanatorium grounds, Dr. Beauregard. Walk off your unwanted aggression. Or maybe you want me to give you another shot. Now that won't be necessary, Fabrico. Ether will go for a walk. Won't you, dear? Okay. Okay. A constitutional a day keeps the doctor away. out here. Hurry up, Mark! Thought I'd stay in the TARDIS. If I have to explore this rotting place, so do you. Get out here. What it is to be loved. They don't mean it, Doctor. They just... I know what they mean. Do you ever stop giving orders, Tegan? Think of it as bestowing wisdom. Like when I'm doing cabin demonstrations, but with different hand gestures. And what does your wisdom have to say about where we've landed? Weird. The trees are standing on their heads, roots waving at the sky, and the wind is telling me to shut up. The smell suggests oxygen stress conditions and anaerobic digestion. Sulfur. Like devil eggs eaten in hell. And it has an unusual atmosphere. 
It sings. Makes my cells vibrate. Oh, rather invigorating. Maybe some kind of temporal wash. That cloud's got more colours than the Aurora Borealis. I don't think it's a cloud. I'd say we're standing under a lake. Or a lagoon, from the smell of it. Water? But it's floating in the air. Gravitational fluctuations in the atmosphere, Tegan. Not all planets are so dull as to keep their water at ground level. Smells like anti-grav technology, actually. So, not a natural phenomenon. Ether. Oh. oh. I was wondering whether you'd make yourself known. You knew she was there? I have the hearing, reflexes and panache of a cat in cricket whites. She's been watching us since we arrived. I too used to be cat-like. Now I fear I'm a lumbering snoxform. Last time I met a snoxform, it wasn't nearly so sprightly. Nor wearing such a charming hat. Very kind, Doctor. It was Doctor, wasn't it? And here we have Nyssa, Tegan and Mark. And you are? Dr. Ether Beauregard. Another doctor. Excellent. Another doctor. Brilliant. Uh, that Tegan told you, hearing of a cat. And where are we? The planetoid of Ceresia, home of the Welkin Sanatorium and, um, not much else. Not anymore. Uh, but you must know that. No one lands here unless they need hospitalisation. You assume I'm not here in a medical capacity? I'd be very surprised. There are no openings for humanoid clinicians. As you're not here to be treated, then I suggest you move on in that intriguing ship of yours. If I might ask one more impertinent question, why are you here? Even doctors need respite, Doctor. When I arrived, the Welkin was renowned for being able to treat all conditions. All conditions? Yes, although that was before... Um... Before what? Let's just say that the Welkin is a shadow of its former self. If I had anywhere else to go, I would. And so should you. If there's a chance I could be cured, then I want to go to the sanatorium. You said yourself, Doctor, my physiological state is beyond your healing abilities. So you can cure people? I have some medical knowledge, but there's a limit to all things. Limits are where the fun starts. Maybe you should come with me. Uh, but I really would advise strongly against it. That settles it. I can't resist a place I've been warned against. Now, that's what I call a lagoon view. Oh, careful, everyone. This jetty's seen better days. Haven't we all, Doctor? <laughs> it's beautiful. The colour. The sky looks like it's fighting with itself. We're pretty high up. Couldn't we have walked? No, it's too dangerous. Marsh traps everywhere. The land gives way beneath you. Up here, the anti-grav Lido is contained by the atmospheric vapours. The vapours by the Lido, so it's, it's much safer. Most of the time. Then why were you out walking? It gets um, crowded at the Welkin sometimes, so I take myself out for a spot of foraging. I've been here so long, I know the terrain. My stick helps, and I follow the fool's fire. The what? Ignis Fatus. Marsh lights. 
Thought I'd lead you away from danger. I'd rather be on the ground than being ferried over a sky swamp. Even if the statistics told you it was safe, you can't argue with mathematics. Tell that to Adric. How did it work out for him? <gasps> Tegan. Sorry. Who's Adric? Our friend. He died not long ago. I'm so sorry. Death is an unwanted companion. You also know of grief. When you're my age, my dear, grief is stitched into living. It just depends how you wear it. And here comes the ferry. Welcome aboard the ferry to the Welcome Sanatorium. I'm Fabrico, your host. Sit down now, all of you. It's time to rest. Funny kind of host. Tegan. I'm just saying, you expect a host to have a face. Uh, take no notice, Fabrico. My makers gave me a shiny silver disc on top of my body so that I reflect the person I'm serving. Now, are you comfortable? We're sitting on wooden benches, about to be ferried through the sky. Yeah, I'm really comfy. Excellent. And we shall depart. Hold tight to the handrail. The Lido can be affected by atmospherics. The Welkin wouldn't want to lose you to the vapors. Are they dangerous, these vapors? No one really knows how they work. But they seem to offer temporary temporal relief, allowing us to treat you with more efficacy. Humanoids come from several galaxies away to take the vapors, cure long-term medical conditions, and recover from the rigors of being. I don't think you answered the question. The vapors are one of the only three things keeping me alive. And the other things? Nora, my wife, and... Humbugs. A mint that'll never let you down. Well, I'm not sick. Not even an ingrowing toenail. Yet I detect dis-ease in each of you. You're not wrong, Fabrico. How advanced is the hospital? State of the art. Many of our machines are universe class. Some one of a kind. However, there are conditions that are impossible to treat. Uh, I feared as much. You said you detect dis-ease. I am programmed to acquire knowledge as you, Doctor, acquire companions. For example, Doctor, Nissa, the vista on your right should interest your scientific minds. You know our names. And our brains, it seems. How clever of you, Fabrico. I really know which way my mind is going to go. I already know a lot about you all. And the TARDIS. That's not reassuring. The view is wondrous, though. The sky frothing in red, orange and green. Reminds me of the truck and sunset. Or oh, traffic lights that don't know their minds. Oh. Oh. Hold on. The temporal tide is turning. Oh, I'm not keen on the way this thing is rocking. Venice was never like this. At sunset, the Venetian Lido glowed like an April spritz. Have you been? I've never left the planetoid. But one of my patients had. The Welkin founders programmed me to remember everything. That was many, many years ago. People go, the memories stay. Quite a burden, isn't it? It's my function. Accentuated by a planetoid where time moves like treacle from the back of the cupboard. Very poetic for an android with a metal plate for a face. Do you have a problem with that, Tegan? Yeah, it's creepy. Am I creepy? No, I didn't mean... Enough! Tired of all the bickering. You have to admit, Fabrica was right. In what way? 
we are all diseased. That is the correct form for lifting, Viscount Lucino. Perhaps you'd like to try again. It's all right for you, Fabrico. You're constructed of metal. The Viscount, however, isn't so lucky. He will not, however, be beaten by a barbell. That's it, dearest brother. You lifted. <sighs> you put the Viscount off, Franco. Sorry, Lucino. Ether says that talking about yourself in the third person should be reserved solely for writing your own obituary. Shut up, Nora! The Viscount doesn't care what you or your spindly wife has to say. The Viscount inherited this sanatorium, and what the Viscount says goes, doesn't it, Fabrico? I am programmed to obey your orders, Viscount. Brother, dearest, you said you'd keep the peace. You can keep zipped, Franco. I'm amazed the Viscount is related to you. Why are you even moping around in the rehab center, Nora? Ether is on one of her walks, and, and I couldn't bear to be by myself. The walls in our room looked like they were melting. Wax folding to the floor. Ether goes out walking a lot, doesn't she? Trying to get away from you, the Viscount wages. If the Viscount were her, he'd flag down the nearest ship and get off this stinking rock. Right, one more time. She has the chance. 